0: This is Stinky Lulu Says, an irregular podcast about contemporary theater. My name is Brian Herrera, and I'm Stinky Lulu. I'm also a theater professor who sees a lot of shows, and Stinky Lulu Says is the place where I get my say about what I see. In this installment, episode number one, Stinky Lulu, has something to say about Indecent by Paula Vogel, as directed by Rebecca Teichman and presented at New York's Vineyard Theatre in May and June of 2016. I didn't major in theater in college, but I did take more courses in drama, theater, and performance than anything else. And out of all of those courses, I do think one of the most enduring lessons was one I got from one teacher from whom I took one class. The teacher was Paula Vogel. And one thing that she helped me understand, first in but then beyond the classroom, was that every play had the opportunity to to build a world and and then to invite an audience to discover that world. And if all went well, that audience might be transformed by their experience of a world beyond that which they had known prior to entering the theater. Theater. Paula Vogel's adoration for theater's potential to give a glimpse to worlds not yet known or experienced came back to me as I watched the exquisite production of Indecent. Indecent is quite simply the, the work of a master playwright at the height of her craft and also demonstrates what can happen with when a playwright comes together with a brilliant interlocutor in the form of a director. This is a gem of a production that I just wish could run forever. What Vogel and Teichmann do with Indecent is they tell the story of a play, Sholem Ash's God of Vengeance, uh, one of the most legendary plays of the international Yiddish states in the early 20th century. A somewhat vulgarized production was taken to Broadway in 1923 that achieved a measure of scandal when it was shut down with the entire cast and the producer being arrested for obscenity. The play raises questions about anti-Semitism, about misogyny, and about homophobia, mostly because there is this one a scene of love and intimacy between two women which is prescient, powerful, astonishing a scene written by a man more than a century ago that is nonetheless startlingly frank and forthright in its vivid depiction of an emotional and physical connection between two women this scene uh, from Sholem play which Vogel and Teichmann's play end up calling routinely the rain scene this scene captures that promise that theater can provide a glimpse into something that we don't yet know in the world around us And this scene becomes a node for this exquisite production. I mean, I gotta say that both the play and the production operate with a delicate, exquisite complexity, with leaps of time and place, a gazillion characters, multiple languages. The structure of the play is origami-like in its intricacy. With every bend and fold, the play becomes stronger and more beautiful, and yet always lighter than air. One of the ways that the production achieves this is with its, its use of its ensemble. On stage, as you enter the theater, there is a bare wooden platform, slightly elevated, behind which sit a line of human bodies sitting in shadow. These 11 or so bodies turn out to be performers, three musicians and eight actors, who um, take on all these different kinds of roles. There's music, there's dance, there's song, there's acting musicianship. This ensemble on stage becomes the ensemble that shepherds Sholemash's play in all their different guises. And these anonymous trooping actors, in a really haunting moment, they stand and we see them in silhouette. and at one point they drop their hands and from their sleeves pours something. Is it sand? Is it like sand in the hourglass so past the days of our lives? Or is it dust, like the dust in the archive, the dust of memory, the dust of history? Or is it ash? Is it the ash that haunts any story of Jewishness in the early 20th century? that layering of possibility, that layering of meaning, that intricate overlay of one character atop another, of one scene atop another of this. There's a gorgeous sequence where we get what would be, in a movie, the montage, where we see Ashe's God of Vengeance being staged successfully with great acclaim and slight variations in different cities of the Yiddish stage in the early 20th century. And as as the scene moves around this platform, we get this sense of purpose, this re- repetition and this layering And it's these simple gestures of layering. Actors playing multiple roles. Scenes tiny and overlain. Our capacity to move between Yiddish and and Polish and German. And I don't even know using supertitles, And then leaping around the world. All of those things let us join in some ways. Just as all of these trooping actors did their work, so did different audiences. And so we've learned the rules of this world. We enter this world and we are transformed. As we become like Lemel, the humble tailor from a shtetl whose life is transformed by his encounter with the play and in its first salon reading. and Like the, like Lemel, we, we become invested in this play as it has its myriad lives. So whether or not we like it, we know the story. And this play in some ways transforms us as we go because it creates a world into which we step, into which we see a possibility that we did not know existed before we sat in the theater. One of the things I really deeply admire about the play, and this is something I think that is both a contribution of Vogel and Teichmann, there is something really extraordinary about the confidence that both Vogel and Teichmann have together as collaborators. There are several points where the play might have ended. As I was leaving the theater, I was walking up Fourth Avenue trailing behind two women who were arguing passionately about whether or not the play should have ended at this exhilarating moment when one of the two principal actors leaps from the stage and opens this possibility of what world might exist be beyond the confines of the stage. And there is something binding about what happens in the scenes as we return to the stage. But it's it's a testament to Vogel and Teichmann's confidence with this material. They create a play that thwarts our desire for resolution, that reintroduces the force of history as a force of constraint, What Indecent does is it uses the power of theater to provide a a vivid experiential glimpse into the worlds that almost existed, but for the force of history. Indecent stands as an exquisite ode to why theater matters, especially in uncertain times. And that's what Stinky Lulu has to say about Indecent by Paula Vogel, staged by Rebecca Teichman at New York's Vineyard Theater in May and June of 2016, featuring an extraordinary ensemble of designers and actors uh, standouts for me Richard Topol in the role of Lemel, Katrina Lank and Adina Verson, as well as exhilarating haunting music by Lisa Goodkin as always thanks so much for listening if you have something you would like to say to Stinky Lulu I'm easily found on social media at Stinky Lulu on both Twitter and Instagram or by email stinkylulu at gmail.com. If you've got feedback or suggestions, questions, or requests, I'm always interested to hear them. No promises that'll respond, but I do promise that I'm always interested to know what you're thinking about what Stinky Lulu says. So until next time, think on a play or a production that, that revealed to you theater's power to create worlds beyond that which we might know, because that's what happened for me here, that Paula Vogel. She is a way for reminding me of what I believe theater can be, and she leaves me just wanting more. At least, that's what Stinky Lulu says.